0: Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're gonna practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it to the most natural way for you to get there. You're gonna to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I'm here with Rebecca Sobe. She's a landscape artist from Alberta. She's also a single mom of three, and she's been doing this full-time for about four years now. She's super impressive. And her goal is to double this year so she can travel the world with her family and feel comfortable and secure in that art income. Welcome, Rebecca. It's nice Thank to you. have you. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Of course. Happy to do so. I'm glad you are here. So Tell me, Rebecca, one of the ways that I like to start these interviews is by having you describe where you want to go. Once we do that, then we can see where you are now, like see what are the some of the quicker steps to help you get to that goal that you are reaching for. So if you don't mind sharing just a little bit about that. Sure.
1: So I would call myself a landscape artist. I love to draw inspiration from places that I've been. So I love to paint like the feeling, not just the direct representation, which means I would love to travel. And I would love to do that with my three kids and just be able to sell art full time and travel the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you travel now while you're creating art or do do you do it from photographs or?
1: Yeah, I do. So my goal right now is to, go to two new national parks a year we just got back from Joshua Tree a couple of months ago
0: that's very cool I love that goal
1: yeah
0: when you're there now I'm just getting curious (laughs) do you take pictures and then go home and paint from those places yeah okay that that makes sense and tell me about where you are now what's happening in your business what's working what's not working Give me a little bit of a rundown.
1: So last year was kind of a huge year for me. I got a printer and I actually like quadrupled my sales in my business because of that. Yeah. So I am doing a lot of wholesale in my business and... Sorry, I don't remember the exact question.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was just asking kind of where are you at now? What's working? What's not working? Where are you getting stuck? okay.
1: Okay, so I'm doing a lot of wholesale business. That's awesome for me. What's not working? I'm having a hard time selling my originals actually. But this year I am doing a farmer's market in Banff. That I've heard is like amazing and I'm hoping that's going to help me in that area so yeah the, that's like my biggest challenge is finding the right collectors and selling my original paintings
0: okay so tell me a little bit more about what you are doing right now you said I quadrupled my print sales I'm doing wholesale how are you How are you finding people? How are you reaching out to them? Are they reaching out to you? Like, how are you making the sales that you're making now?
1: Okay. So I'm on Etsy. I did that this year as well. I have a website. I'm active on Instagram, like pretty much daily, not quite. And then, yeah, I have an email list. And my email list, I send out regular monthly emails with like new products and new offerings. And then I think that's probably where I get a lot of my sales.
0: From your email list? Yeah. So people, I'm just guessing here, find you on Instagram. You're probably pretty good about promoting your email list. They join your email list. You send out emails regularly. Is that all mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you do what I call the content marketing side of the business really well. Okay. Or it sounds like you are doing it really well because people are responding, they're buying, they're watching you, they're joining your list, they're doing all of that. Mm -hmm. Great. That's awesome. I'm trying. (laughs) Where I find that... The higher end sales, the collectors, the people who are going to buy those originals will happen more regularly is on more of the, what I call relationships marketing. Okay. Essentially what that means is having more connection with the person as opposed to they are just consuming your content. Does that definition make sense? Yeah. So is there any part of your business currently where you are interacting with people besides responding to comments and such on Instagram?
1: Hmm. I mean, I do like in-person markets. So I How talk often? To people usually only around Christmas, to be honest. Okay. Other than that like you said it's mostly just like dms and comments
0: yeah. are you pretty active in the dms is there a lot yeah, of activity I'm not like now?
1: actively reaching out to people but i do have you know people who will talk to me i do have good relationships with a few of my collectors that i talk to and i
0: feel like yeah. i know them yeah how did that form just they bought something and you started talking
2: probably yeah Yeah.
1: Or some people that I had like a relationship kind of with before they ended up purchasing from me.
0: Right. You said I do in-person markets around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything else in your marketing of your art that is not just. I'm going to post almost every day and I'm going to send out newsletters. Like, do you ever have studio sales or do you put on any kinds of events or like, is there, is there anything else that I'm not seeing?
1: I do have sales
0: button. Are you
1: talking about more in person? Like where people are coming to view my work?
0: Maybe I'm just kind of, I'm trying to get a feel for how you do business.
1: I have two sales a year. I do one in July around my birthday. And then I do one in like November, December. But nothing, it was tricky when my kids were really little to be able to do a lot of in-person things or feel like I could be involved in the community, but I'm starting to reach out more that way now that they're older.
0: And while in-person is a little bit stronger than like virtual, there's not a whole lot of difference in talking face-to-face. So. Like for example, right now, you and I are on Zoom, I'm talking to you, you're talking to me, we're responding to each other, I can see your face, I can see your body language. That versus us sitting down and having coffee. Sure, the coffee is gonna be just a little bit higher up on the connection scale, for lack of a better word, but this is pretty strong, right? I feel like by the end of our time together, I'm gonna know you pretty well especially compared to someone I might just be in the DMs with, or someone who liked a picture of mine, or someone who followed my email list, or Pinterest, or blog, or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. this is just stronger, and people buy art because of connection, so the stronger the connections that you can make, the better, and I'm not implying here that you need to now go out and zoom with every one of your followers (laughs) like that's not a thing yeah (laughs) I hope yeah that's
1: my question so how do I do this
0: (laughs) right so what I teach is kind of like a start at the top and work your way down model so I call it visibility up here visibility can be lots of different things but the the warmer the visibility the more connection that I'm going to be able to have with someone The better. So let's use your in person Christmas markets here, for example. So you are doing an in person Christmas market. You talk to a couple of people. Do they join your email list? What happens?
1: Sometimes some of them know me already and they're excited to see me again. Sometimes they just buy something and then Mm -hmm. I don't really hear from them. Uh, But usually they like to talk to me about my process and my inspiration, they would like
0: to talk about the landscape itself. And then that's really it. So it's almost like an active model versus a passive model. So at this Christmas market, what you're doing is you're being great. You're talking to people, people asking you questions, you're letting them know you have an email list, but how can we take even a more active role in forming that relationship? So if there's someone who you feel like is someone who would be interested in buying or who is someone that you would just like to keep in touch with because they're a cool person or maybe they have a business in Alberta that would be a good fit for your landscape paintings that you know maybe you want to talk to them some more. I keep a list. And I teach my clients to have a list of names of these people so that you don't have to go back and remember them later. But then once you have this list, it can be, oh, I feel like I wanna just reach out to five people this week and see how they're doing. I wanna be the active participant in this relationship. Or it could be, I've got a studio sale coming up for my birthday. And so you want to go make personal invitations to them and say, hey, remember me? We talked about you at the purple sweater and we talked about how we did the underlyings of the paintings and I just, you know, I really, I felt like you were a really cool person and I've got the studio sale coming up and I just wanted to let you know and see if you had any interest in it. And If not, that's fine too, but I just wanted to give you that, that extra little touch in case you weren't aware of it. It could be that one of the things that I like to teach my clients to do is try to have one of those visibility activities and some people can do this and some people can't but this is like a a goal to reach for once a month so even if it's not a Christmas market because you're a single mom you've got three kids maybe it's a Instagram live or maybe it's a I've got this coffee shop down the street that has said they want to put my art up and maybe we can have a little opening party or maybe it's I've got Five spaces for a virtual studio visit this month. Things where you can be with people and have those interactions so that you can find those opportunities. I hate the word opportunities because that sounds very businessy. We're like, we're really talking about relationships here, but where can I find these people so that I can start finding ways to? reach out, say hello, make their day, invite them to something, maybe send them a little something in the mail or reach out and say, oh, I noticed you're not on my newsletter list. Do you have any, any desire to be on it? Here's what I send out. So it's just more of the active role than the passive role. And by making that list of names that allows you to be able to do that. Okay, I've been telling my clients, And I think I might've said this in another podcast episode. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but 30% of the sale will happen like on the spot, 30% will happen in the follow-up and then the rest of them will happen in that nurturing down the road. But I saw a statistic not too long ago from someone who I trust who said it's 15% is at the beginning and the 85% is in the follow-up. So you are doing a lot of, you're getting a lot of fast action buyers, which is great, but those tend to be more the impulse buy price than the originals price. Okay. So if I were to say, there's the three parts to marketing, there's the visibility, the nurturing and the sales. I would say you probably are really good at visibility in your content and getting people to find you and want to buy from you where your biggest opportunity for growth is, is in the nurturing. Okay. So when I say that some people have like a physical, I don't want to do that reaction. (laughs) And I'm wondering if that is you
1: no, I'm okay with that. I, the Instagram live thing that kind of terrifies me, but I'm, I'm pretty okay with feeling comfortable, nurturing.
0: Yeah. So if, I mean, we keep using this word nurturing, but it's different for everybody. It can be a million different things. One of the ways to find your one of your preferred ways to do that is by looking at your love language. Have you ever looked at your love languages?
1: I have. Mine is definitely quality time.
0: Quality time. So that tells me that as you are moving forward with people, the more you can have just that, let's talk about something real moment, the stronger that connection is going to be between the two of you, especially if they relate to that. Okay. So as I'm saying that, does anything come to mind? Does anything pop up for you that's like, oh, I might like to fill in the blank.
1: I have thought so I, one of my goals this year is to start teaching. I would prefer to do it online, but I have mm-hmm. thought about doing like a really fun kind of like retreat style in in the wilderness class. I think that would be really fun. Tell me more. I don't know, like I live super close to Banff National Park. So it would be really fun to actually go to a landscape, do a plein air class, paint together something really beautiful. That's kind of my idea.
0: So is this, I don't know the answer yet here. I'm just talking through with you. Is this something where you would be open to doing it with your audience, or is it something where you're like, I just want to have a class where people pay to get in and ready to go?
1: I did. Originally, I did think of doing it like the traditional way, like with six people in person go to the place and have a class, but I don't know. What would that look like to do with my audience?
0: I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm thinking it's churning. (laughs) (laughs) It might be like, how could we do that in a way that is nurturing? So it might be that you did one that was recorded and maybe you have a couple of friends there with you to like, kind of show. If they were doing it like this, that maybe you could recommend this kind of deal.
1: Okay,
0: but that might be a really cool opt-in for a list of people that who might want to pay you for teaching. Mm-hmm. So turn the only that thing
1: to an online class is that what you're thinking,
0: like a free online class where people can sign up for a. I want to learn how to paint from Rebecca email list. But what I was trying to get to was how can we use that for the the people who are already around you to just like invite and participate. So Mm -hmm. if we had this list going already, it could be a private invitation where you're like, okay, I'm going to go out to this particular landmark And I don't even know if you're interested in painting, but I wanted to find ways to be able to interact with my favorite people in my audience the most. And so I wanted to extend an invitation to you. It's going to be on Saturday. It's going to be three hours. If you're not local, my friend's going to be following me around recording so you can still participate. And I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate you and give you an invitation to it. Okay. Like that's something where you could spend, I don't know how long that would take 30 minutes, an hour, three hours, six hours with someone from your audience Mm -hmm. in a nurturing capacity.
2: Okay.
0: The hang up in my mind is if you did that publicly, like, Hey, just sign up and this Saturday we're going hiking I'm afraid that you might get more people who just want to learn how from you. Mm-hmm. But if that's a, a method that you want to add to your portfolio to diversify your income, mm-hmm. then maybe that's not a bad thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually find that some of my students who like to be teachers end mm-hmm. up having their originals purchased by students. Okay because they have that stronger connection with them. You spend more time together, they get to know them. And they're like, I really like this person. I want one of her paintings. So that might just be one way that you can incorporate nurturing, quote unquote, Rebecca's version of nurturing into your business model. What do you think about that? When I say all of that, what do you like, when you wanna keep, what do you wanna take away?
1: No, I like it. I, I guess like if we're talking fears,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: what if nobody shows up right like that's intimidating
0: so what if yeah. no one shows up then I I don't know is it do I, try I mean to seriously like yeah this is one of the ways that I like to go through fears so yeah. tell me exactly what would you do if no one showed up
1: it would be fine I would continue on
0: right it'd
1: just be like maybe
0: even paint
1: yeah like that didn't work. That's fine.
0: <laughs> you get a painting out of it. I'm in a beautiful you could record place. record like yourself. Cares, right. You yeah. can enjoy nature. Yeah. Like, that's not so bad. Here's the beautiful thing about this. If you invite 10 people, you can even have the Mars VP. But if you invite 10 people and one person shows up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's like some major one-on-one time. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I've taught workshops in the past where I haven't done much advertising like it's just kind of like behind the scenes in my email list for a certain number of people like so and then had one or two people show up and been like well you guys want to learn something and they loved it they're like I can't believe that you took the time to teach that even though it was just one or two people and my response is I would just as much rather do it for one or two people as I would for thirty or hundred or two hundred people, because it's a completely different experience. Yeah. I get to know them better; they get to know me better. I get to hear their hopes and fears, and dreams, and like it's a beautiful thing. If you go into it knowing that, then it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. If you go into it thinking ego wise, I need everyone to come and it needs to be full, and what will they think of me? then it doesn't feel as good. But if you can switch the mindset, just start, it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. So um, what I would like you to do next is start your list. Okay. Because it's very hard to think about nurturing when you don't know what to do or who to do it with. So let's take away one of those problems. My guess is you could pretty easily come up with 30 to 50 people to put on it right now, if not more. I like to have what I call 100 ideal art buyers, which is people that you connect with that you'd like to get to know better, essentially. As many leads as you have. Leads are someone who have said, I'm interested in buying from you, even if it's not today. Or I have a question about how to buy from you or your process or like they've shown interested in buying in some way, shape or form. And then also people who you think might be a good fit with your audience, some way, shape or form down the road. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can think of people like right off the
0: bat. Yeah. And then if you write all the people that you thought of right off the bat, And then you dig a little bit, you'll probably be able to double it. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: your next step is to think of three ways that you would like to nurture those people. So we came up with one together, a landscape class, which you can decide because we're doing it behind the scenes. We're not like advertising it on your Instagram. You can decide if you wanna say it's a small fee or it's free or whatever it is. But also part of the reason why I love that for you is because it's gonna give you more confidence in that teaching realm and you're gonna learn what works and what doesn't, how you like to do it. So that when you do advertise a class that is paid yeah, or more expensive,
2: yeah,
0: you're four steps down the road already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of doing double duty. Okay. So that's one, but it's also, it's a fair touch one. So maybe think of two that are easier, such as I'm going to find one, one authentic, genuine compliment to send you out of the blue. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. That's much easier.
0: <laughs> yeah. And not everything has to be this big old thing, but the more connection, the faster you nurture them to potentially wanting to buy from you but we can't do that all the time and we can't do that with everyone so how can we like mix and match mm-hmm. little small things mm-hmm. there's one two Shall we think of a third one let's think this is a higher touch one too and i hate to give you two high touch ones but what you asked for was how do i help more people find my originals mm-hmm or want to buy my originals and the the higher touch ones get you to the sale faster. So I'm going to go with it. What are you painting right now? Right now
1: I'm doing some beach, a beach collection.
0: A beach collection. What do you want to do next?
1: Next, I'm doing three oil paintings that are landscapes that are local. And then after that, I'm doing like an Alberta road trip. Collection.
0: Oh, so you've got this pretty planned out. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah. So, what if, and this may or may not actually work for you, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway.
2: Okay.
0: I like to do audience research as one of my nurture activities. So, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Mm -hmm. Would you mind, or would you be open to like hopping on a call with me for 10 minutes and me asking you your opinion so this might be someone you're already having a conversation with because saying that out of the blue might be weird Mm -hmm. and that's fine but um i'm planning on doing beaches and an alberta road trip but i am trying to figure out what's after that what would you like to see so it could even be just as simple as that instead of hopping on the phone is there anything in particular you'd like to see? I'm looking for national park recommendations. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. Have Mm -hmm. you been to one? What's your favorite? Tell me why. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to take what they say, but if you get 20 people who say you have to go to Mesa Verde, it's amazing. And maybe you've never heard of Mesa Verde. Like, it starts to become this cool little thing where you're like, oh, maybe I need to go down there and try it. And then you can reach back out to those people and say, I actually did it. I went there and here's my pictures. And that is this great experience. What would you do with people? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think of one research question, which you can either just ask them or you can say like, do you have time for a 10 minute Instagram FaceTime call? Um, A class that you can invite your favorite people to, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which maybe you end up doing that monthly. I don't know, but but try it once. And then just also like a genuine compliment. Okay. Okay. Real easy? Doable? Doable. Maybe not easy, but doable. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions? I guess
2: just
1: like where really what I'm wondering is where is the best place to meet people? So is that Instagram?
0: It can be anywhere. Okay. In-person is best. Mm -hmm. Virtual is next. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And like down here, it's just like how you're communicating. So in-person is the best. If that is the actual question, that's that's the best. But if we're talking about virtually, where you like to show up is the best place. So if you like Instagram, great you're going to show up on Instagram so Instagram is the best place if you hate Instagram it's a terrible place don't meet people there go somewhere Mm -hmm. else okay like I wouldn't even care if you said LinkedIn or TikTok or Facebook or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever you said Mm -hmm. the place you like to go is best okay that makes sense and I would honestly I would worry less about meeting people Mm -hmm. Like new people at this point yeah compared to nurturing the people you've already got yeah because when you do that you grow organically Mm -hmm. and yes it it is good to get in front of new people but I don't think that that is your first priority at the moment it's not your first problem to solve
1: no not really do
0: you have any questions about any of the, the list or the activities we picked out for you?
1: No, I think they sound really doable. I'll start thinking and brainstorming. Oh. And-
0: the other thing I'll say is if you start making your list and you come up with 80 people, that doesn't mean you have to talk to all 80 people right now. You pick out your top 10 or 20 to start with. So if you do all three things for one person, I'd rather you do that than one of each thing for three different people.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: Last thing I will tell you is write down a start date. Like I'm going to start nurturing this person on this date.
2: Okay. That's great.
0: Cool. This was fun.
1: Yeah, it was. Thank you so much. It was, it was good to pick your brain a little bit. Get some different perspective.
0: Yeah. So tell people where they can find you if they want to go look at I assume Instagram is the place you would like them to go. Is that correct?
1: Sure. Yeah. It's just Rebecca Sobe. R E B E C C A S O B I. Great.
0: And I double checked it just to make sure that is perfect. And it was lovely talking to you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And as an added bonus... When you subscribe, it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community. What could be better than that? And be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is at ArtistMarketCo. I would love to hear from you.